internet. Hey, Dale. I'm back. Welcome back, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Anything exciting happened when I was gone? Uh, yeah, tons of. We had our most successful episode of Outreach Factory ever. I know, and uh, instead of... I don't of, know if it was actually that much more successful. Instead of internalizing that and maybe changing my behavior, I'm just going to skip right over it. D- double down. Yeah, double down on I'm, the lack I'm, of research. I'm just going to keep going. Uh, welcome, <laughs> everyone, to episode 47 of Outrage Factory, the world's foremost outrage-related podcast. Uh, an extra special welcome back to uh, Dale, our intrepid co-host, who was... Jet setting across the planet. Tell yeah. us about your travels there, Dale. Well, I don't feel more more worldly, and I still don't know when that happens. Because, like, you know how, like, people who travel across the world, they kind of get, like, this air about them. Like, they're more worldly and more yeah, prestigious. I, I get that, and I don't even travel. To, <laughs> I travel to, like, random American cities, and I'm like, oh, maybe I'm better than everyone now. My only thing is that dealing with the jet lag and layovers and airports in general just gives them this disdain for humanity that kind of comes across as pretentiousness, but it's not you feel like you're better than everybody else, it's just you hate everyone because you've been crammed into like a meat tube with them for like I guess my longest flight was 9 hours. So just in this tube with, like, hundreds of people for nine hours. You see any horrible shit on planes that we could talk about? Pe- people getting kicked off? People suffocating dogs to death in overhead bins? No. That, that kind of thing? Well, we did get on a flight, and there was a dog that was supposed to be, like, a service dog, but it wouldn't stop barking, so they kicked it off the plane. Nice. And I was very happy. Nice. That's yeah. the way it should be done. They, they said that uh, they have standards... And the passengers couldn't live up to that standard, so they kicked them off, which was sweet. And then they're like, and now we have to find their bags and take them out of the plane. So just (laughs) bear with us for a couple minutes. And then it kind of all faded away as I had to wait. I bet that person uh, sent some very angry tweets painting themselves as the victim in uh, in that scenario. Oh, they probably did. Or or were they polite? For sure. How, How did they how did they deal? Or could you not tell because the dog was barking too fucking much? Well, the dog was barking. Then the dog wasn't barking. And I was like, oh, sweet. The dog stopped barking. And then I was told by the stewardess that they were off. Oh. Well, we, <laughs> as a whole, the plane was told because I guess they were they went out the back door instead of being trotted through the whole plane in shame, which you can do that. Probably a good idea. Yeah. The bigger planes have two entrances. One and on the back just, and the front. You can just leave. Oh, the bigger planes that I've been on. Cause I ch- there you go. There it yeah. is. Oh, you know what I went on there for the first is. time? Uh, an airplane that had a center row of seats instead seat, of just yeah. two on the side. I did that when I flew to uh, China as well. I was yeah. just like. That's crazy. That's it's big. Pre- pretty baller. Yeah. 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 I also did that when I flew to New York last time. Oh, when I flew to New York. Because it was, it was a Malaysian. I think it was Malaysian Air, actually. No, I think about it. Uh, it was a flight from <laughs> Malaysia to New York that stopped yeah. in Vancouver, and I boarded in Vancouver, and I got on, and it was this fucking monster plane. Yeah. And there were like 20 people on it. I had an entire row of oh, seats to myself, man. and it was the most beautiful experience of my life. That sounds amazing. It, truly, it was. Like, if I get one seat in between me and the person next to me, it's amazing enough. I can't even imagine how great having a whole row to yourself would be. Sounds... Like utopia. All right. Oh, um, yeah. So 
went to Croatia and uh, just like this podcast, I didn't do any research before I left. Cool. Sounds that's kind of your. Uh, I'm happy to report it is not a war torn country like I had thought, since it's right beside Bosnia and I guess pretty much my whole mid teens to late twenties adult life, Bosnia was blowing something up or being blown up. But that didn't really affect Croatia. It's uh, now positively uh, in good standing with not being in a war state. And I went to London as well, and that's pretty much London, I guess. I don't know. I did the tourist stuff, all the typical stuff. But uh, there's nothing really exciting happening, I guess. You could pretty much Google any information I'd have on London, and it would probably be better to do that because it would have less spelling mistakes in it than if I did it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Should, should we talk about something? Or yeah, I want to hear more. Like what, what are people <laughs> mad about overseas? Uh, oh, uh, one thing I noticed in the European airports is apparently everybody's racist over there. And, uh, there's the, I saw one poster. Oh, man, it was hilarious. It said, if you suspect something, do something. And it was like an anti-terrorist uh, poster. And it's funny because you come back here and it's like everybody's trying to convince everybody to not profile and not take actions that would be deemed racist or, I guess, like you're prejudging someone, but there they have posters being like, yo, if you suspect something, trust your gut, just tell somebody, just tell do something. <laughs> if you see a brown person, notify the authorities yeah, exactly. immediately. Yeah. Because they're probably up to no good. Yeah. And then when I was flying back from Croatia in the airport, I saw a, um, a post on human slavery, a poster that says human slavery still exists and is a problem. And it kind of just, I don't know. Brought me back to reality and reminded me that the outside world is terrible. And as much as we talk about all the shitty things people complain about on social media, at least they're shitty problems and not like on the level of human slavery. Yeah. Stupid, dumb fucking problems. Yeah. Uh, that. Uh, so, uh, I'm like, what are some dumb problems? But then I think to this week and it was, okay, so it was a heavy week. Uh, we had two high profile suicides. Yeah, which um, is always, I guess, I don't know. It's kind of hard because we've touched on the whole tweeting about someone committing suicide before and how ineffectual it is and maybe, and yeah, I don't know. I think with this whole suicide thing, it's hard to say really because you don't want to condemn anything because it's tragic. And both Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain were hugely successful in their fields and it's kind of hard to come to terms with it because if two of the, like Kate Spade was a fashion designer and she had, she was hugely successful with well, her. She was actually uh, related to David Spade. You yeah. You were making that up. She married his brother, I believe, and they started the fashion line. The least successful Spade. The less successful Spade. I don't know. I'd say David Spade's more of a household name than Kate Spade. Yeah. Well, I was going to say his, whoever David Spade's brother is. Oh. Who they, knows his first name? Yeah, I don't. Exactly. But it's in all the articles, yeah. So, yeah, like, if both of those people who, I guess, made it to the penultimate of their field are still 
kind of, I don't know, disenfranchised and sad enough with life that they want to end it. What hopes do we have, Derek? Yeah, I don't know that. So everyone's like taking this this approach to it like, oh, they were rich and famous and had all this success. But it's not like there aren't doctors out there who are like, oh, are you anxious or depressed? Just go and get famous. That's a, that's a solution to all of your <laughs> I will prescribe fame to you. Yeah, because that will just like automatically solve any mental health struggles you're having. Um, and with fame, the har- probably one of the hardest things about it is it can leave you. Like everybody knows like washed up actors and what people who are no longer famous or rich. And I guess maybe these people saw that they were going to start entering a downslope and that triggered some sort of emotional trauma inside them. Yeah, maybe it wasn't even like I don't think like, okay, in a lot of situations, yes, people are depressed because they have not achieved. Ah. I don't think people people who have like clinical depression like that's that's a medical condition yeah. that that's like I wouldn't attribute that to success or lack of success any more than I'd say like oh you're successful so now you're like cured of your cancer mm-hmm. like it that doesn't really hold water I'm sure there's lots of people out there who feel really fucking shitty and are depressed as a byproduct of like how little they've achieved in their lives yeah but I don't think that's the kind. I'm not going to say that's the kind of depression that drives you. I have no fucking idea. But I think there's, like, there's people who are bummed out by their, like, standing in life. And then there's yeah. people who are, like, fucking depressed no matter no matter what. Yeah, no, because. I agree with you wholeheartedly because for a while I thought I was depressed. But it turned out I was just bummed out. <laughs> I just didn't like my life that much. Well, it's not that I didn't like my life. It's just that I didn't have enough money to not necessarily – live a life of extravagance, but get rid of like day to day anxiety that comes from not having money. Like, Oh, I got to go buy food. I got to check my fucking bank account to see if I have enough money. Oh my God, I don't. What am I going to buy? What can I afford to buy? But now that I have a sort of good enough job or whatever, I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. And also whoever said money can't buy happiness, 100% full of shit. Well, I don't know if it can buy happiness, but it could sure negate a lot of unhappiness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you can't literally walk into a store and exchange $20 and be like, I would like $20 worth of happiness, please. But by having money, uh, yeah. a lot of the times you're able to ward off the well, yeah. shittiness that comes from being poor. Yeah. I'd say like 80% of people's day to day stress comes from not having enough money to meet like their bills and stuff or, they're stressed out from their job because they might lose their source of income to pay their bills and stuff. And I kind of conglomerate all that into the same, I need this certain amount of money to live comfortably. Yeah, to yeah. buy happiness. Yeah. To money with which to exchange for happiness. Well, maybe not buy, more like <laughs> rent. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, <laughs> you don't own it. It's, it's very fleeting. Uh, yeah, r- really tragic. These two people killed themselves. I'm going to revisit. So we talked about this after, uh, what's his name? Lincoln, uh, Lincoln Chester, Park, Chester Bennington, yeah, Benningfield, Benning, whatever. Uh, after think, he killed himself, I got in shit on the internet for saying that Derek, people who, who tweet, did you say something the, people didn't uh, agree I with? I might have done that once or twice. Um, oh, Derek said something about how tweeting the suicide hotline was bullshit, and this time I talked about it again, sort of. Only I was less obnoxious, mm-hmm. but um, the reason. There are one of the reasons there's this mental health crisis is because suddenly you have all of these people 
who who rather than paying attention to their fucking friends and watching for warning signs uh, and and reaching out to people when they're concerned about them. What they're more concerned with doing is virtue signaling that they're good people who care about their friends online. Yeah. So very rarely do people – I had a bit of a Twitter meltdown. I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I wasn't in, like, a great place in my life, and that kind of manifested itself with me berating people on the internet – uh, as you do for yeah um and as a result of that a lot of people uh a lot of people who i notice tend to crow the loudest about how important it is. they're always the first people to be like yeah. oh reach out to me if you have any problems and and talk to me i'm always here for you they just like straight up unfollowed me and i had like one guy message me and be like dude are, are you two guys actually one one who's like just like a colleague like a guy i know through work and yeah. i'm not that like i don't work with him directly i see him like twice a year uh reach out to me he was like are you okay and then another guy uh our friend brendan yeah. reached out to me he was like are, are you all right and i told him what was going on or whatever but everyone else just like straight up unfollowed me and these are people who they're always the ones who are like, oh, reach out to me if you oh, ever yeah. need to talk. And it's like you're you're full of shit. Like you're you're a fraudulent human being mm-hmm. who's more concerned with everyone on the Internet thinking you're a good person than you are with the people in your life. Maybe that's a little harsh to say, but that's definitely well, how I feel. Well, it's a bitter pill that people need to swallow because, yeah, you could say you're going to reach out all you want. But if you actually don't reach out or – kind of recognize the signs of when someone might be at the beginning of a downward spiral and take action. Like you just abandon ship to get away from it. But my question is, does that make me a shitty person? Cause I never really reached out. I was just like, Oh sweet. Now I don't have as many dumb tweets of mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, you usually know what's going on. Oh, Cause yeah, I tell true. you whether you like it or not. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, would it probably I imagine most people shared re- your reaction in that it was like, oh fuck, I can actually like <laughs> log on to Twitter without seeing this idiot doing a brain dump. But I'm just saying, I think um, I saw a couple other tweets from people. I'm gonna see if I can find one. Um, but it was a guy who was like, um, guy I don't know, just a random stranger. But he was like, oh, really great to see all these people. Uh, sharing the suicide hotline number, but in the depths of my depression when I was, like, so close to killing myself. Not one of you fucking people ever reached out to me. Yeah. Uh, and I see you doing this shit. And and I honestly think that social media has rewired our brains in such a way that I won't fault these people for thinking that that's helping and thinking that they're doing the right thing by doing that because – that's in, in they're perceiving it like in their perception that mm-hmm. is a helpful thing to do yeah. I, I don't think they're doing it maliciously i just think they lack the introspection to say okay this is what i'm doing this is why i'm doing it this is what i could be doing instead how instead of maybe wasting time tweeting about how i'm always here to help reach yeah. out and fucking help someone and just keep your mouth shut about it. Don't don't go looking to the public for for praise. Yeah, like one thing about this is it could be seen as a form of nativity, like naivety, naivety, nativity? Na- naivete, naivete. <laughs> like they, like you said, they honestly think they're helping. So in their mind, they are helping. It's kind of like if a person sees a car on fire and they have a drink in their hand and then they 
dump their drink on that car fire and then they tweet about how they helped put out a fire because they poured a cup of water on it. And yes, if you want to get super technical, they did help put out the fire because any amount of water is bad for fire and maybe they should, like you said, they should take some more kind of responsibility and kind of, I don't know, engage a bit more. Like, I think this is also a problem with when it comes to social media, we're kind of doing the thing where we're getting a lot of acquaintances and less very close friends to get the same kind of sum of all attention and I guess whatever you would call in friend interactions. Like if you're taking a tiny little bit of interactions from all like say 10 acquaintances instead of one super in-depth interaction with one really good friend, is it even leveling out to be the same sort of interaction quotient type of thing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, yeah, it's a measure of of the effectiveness of it, I guess. Like, yeah. um, I think it's no secret that there's like a huge mental health crisis going on right now. Like, everyone's yeah. depressed, everyone's anxious. We're all exposed to the same garbage. All like, I don't blame mm-hmm. people for feeling like really fucking hopeless right now because it's not a super hopeful time that we're living through, and yeah. we're we're exposed to these channels where like all day, every day, you're just getting told how shitty and hopeless life is. Um, And I really think in order to to counteract that, we're going to have to start doing different things, like really being mindful, really being aware of the people in our lives and watching for Mm -hmm. any warning signs and like taking a legitimate interest in uh, our, our friends and family and, and our socials and the people in our networks and spending less time just fucking talking about ourselves online. Yeah, I think there's like a two-pronged approach I think that might be problematic. I think in the past, maybe people weren't convinced that feeling a sense of happiness and joy should be their baseline for emotions. I feel like in the 50s, everybody was hard-ass and it's like, yeah, you only get to be happy if you have a reason to be happy. But now it's kind of everybody's always aiming – It's well, it just seems like everybody's aiming for this like – to get to a level where you're happy all the time. And uh, to me, that's kind of unnatural. Like, Oh yeah. It's not realistic at all. Your base emotions should be just kind of like neutral. Like you're neither happy or sad. And if something bad happens, then you go sad. But if something good happens, then you go happy. Peaks and valleys, bro. Exactly. And where people are kind of trying to live in the foothills. And I guess it's not really working out for lots of people. No. Um, Oh, and the other side of the prong is, like you were saying, the exposure. Like, because I feel like before everybody had social media on their phone, they could just kind of get away from it. Like, when you or me were in high school, it sucked, and we had all those problems with social dynamics and bullies and friends and stuff. But when we left high school, we left high school. Like, for the when the day was over, it was over because you didn't see those people. They didn't have an impact on your life anymore. They couldn't tweet at you about what a fucking hopeless knob you were. I mean, unless they called you on your landline or drove to your house, (laughs) they couldn't really say anything to you to make you feel bad. But right now, everybody's in this constant struggle of trying to be accepted and happy and mitigate their flaws by 
I guess, trying to show that they're the best version of themselves when people are constantly calling them out 24-7 for maybe failing at some stuff. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing, is everyone's trying to put the best version of themselves forward online, but you're still getting, uh, at least in a lot of cases, getting, like, berated by random strangers who yeah. have no fucking... Like, you're either looking for validation from random strangers yeah. or uh, you're being fucking attacked by random strangers for, like, for... for nothing really like yeah. you want to talk about um that's a good segue if we want to go into this kelly kelly tran business um, oh definitely like one one thing i don't get about this kelly tran thing well i guess i kind of get it is that star wars fans are gross and pretty yeah, much <laughs> the biggest haters of any fan group out there which is funny because for a while if you were kind of star wars was basically the equivalent of the gateway nerd drug. Like if you had an interest in maybe nerdery, you didn't go to like Dungeons and Dragons or LARPing. You just kind of announced that you like Star Wars and then people would be like, oh, hey, if you like nerdy stuff, maybe try this kind of nerdy comic book or maybe try like Wolverine to kind of get your feet wet and then you could delve deeper into stuff like, what's a super nerdy comic? Uh, I don't all of know because no because like you well, you know how there's like straight superhero stuff like Wolverine yeah that's and that's, that's the nerdy stuff and it's kind of like I'd say that's like gateway nerdery whereas if you go to like anime well anime would be definitely <laughs> deeper down the gateway yeah and I guess I should kind of step that back because even though I don't read comics I watch anime so that's kind of my crush that's why that's why oh, I threw it that's in that's a there. perfect. Perfect example. Why don't I talk about something I know about? So somebody wants to be like a gateway nerd, so they watch stuff like Akira and Ninja Scroll because those are two easily accessible, digestible animes that are kind of what people watch before they get into it. And then if they want to go deeper, they start getting into, say, like Full Metal Alchemist or... You lost me. I knew Ninja uh, Scroll. I don't know any of these other things. Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, Wait. Ghost in the Shell is kind of an Americanized, easily digest. It's a, it's a little deeper down the nerd path, but it's still on the easier digestible tract. And st- stuff like Studio Ghibli, where it's more for- family orientated and stuff. So to me, Star Wars was always like that gateway. Like you just go into the doorway and you're like, I like Star Wars now. Where should I go from here? And I feel like, yeah, that's maybe a problem with really obsessive fandoms is that, especially when it comes to, like, sci-fi shit, they usually tend to be... I'm going to stereotype here. I'm going to say it's usually, like... Like, you're, like, a casual anime watcher. You're not, like, an anime super fan. You don't go to conventions. You don't do, like, cosplay. You don't have figurines all over your house. Well, no. I mean, it would be cool if you did. One, because they're super expensive. And two, (laughs) because I have a girlfriend now and she would never let me have figurines. Did you know I had to box up my X-Men, or not my X-Men, my X-Files fluke worm guy? Really? Yeah, like I have a statue. Granted, he's horrible to look at and he's terrifying and that's why I liked him. But my girlfriend's not really a X-Files fan, so she doesn't really get the whole... Having like a twelve foot statuette, got to be compromised. See, if you look around my house, you'll see that basically I like I was like, no, these fucking things. My my like 
action figures yeah. and whatever. I'm like, these are staying out. We can make them look presentable by getting like this nice glass display yeah. case. But that's my shit. Well, my thing was I kept my Venom figurine and that's that's good. I just wouldn't bend on that. But this but the like the flukeworm guy, like, yeah, I get it. He's kinda grotesque to look at and stuff. I guess. Where yeah. where are we? Oh yeah. So Oh, yeah. So, wait. I have a really good point. What? I just, I just want to say. What? So, uh. the thing with, like you were saying with sci-fi, the fans are so rabid about their entertainment is, unlike other forms of entertainment, science fiction is predominantly kind of like an escape. Like, you read about Star Wars because you want to leave this shitty Earth behind and you want to pretend that you're involved in this universe for a while. Like... You don't want to think about Trump or Trudeau. You want to be like Han Solo and fucking Chewie and the Millennium Falcon. And you want to be like riding in there. So you built you and like Star Wars has been around since the 70s. So there's like people our age who are, let's say, not 40 yet. Is that what we're going to say? We're how old we are. We will say we are under 40. Okay. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, people who are under 40 and I guess a couple just over 40 have had are like the oldest people who've had Star Wars around their entire lifespan like people who are 50 I'm not saying they're not Star Wars fans I'm just saying they remember a time before Star Wars so like people our age Star Wars has existed our entire lifespan and we've had this kind of I guess you could say concrete universe where we could escape to when we decided we weren't good at sports or weren't popular enough. So we just go hang out with these characters we really love. And then I'm not exactly sure why people are hating this character. Was it just because she, uh, uh, two reasons. Uh, one, she's Asian. Two, she's female. Oh, my God. So so you have all these disenfranchised people who already kind of gravitate towards being super fans of this nerdy shit. Yeah. Uh, and I will say, like, Star Wars is a very huge fandom. So I'm not going to paint everyone with the same brush. I know. I will. I know lots of Star <laughs> Wars fans who are very socially liberal. Uh, I know lots of Star Wars fans who have probably never touched a woman in their life. See, the thing about Star Wars as I was kind of alluding to before, it's a very good pool to draw from because you have nerd dabblers, like I said before, who are at the gateway point who are just like, oh, I like this as as well as like real wives and all this other stuff I like. But then you have the super dedicated nerds. So Star Wars is good to talk about stuff like this because it involves everybody, like the whole nerd spectrum. Whereas if you were talking about some super niche anime that only super nerds would know about you couldn't really have the same the same broad yeah yeah there's not the, not the mass market appeal there mm-hmm. um but basically uh the more toxic elements of the star wars fandom these were the same people who um constantly go on the internet and decry uh social justice warriors taking over uh the star wars franchise and not getting that i mean the whole the whole original trilogy was about like overcoming a, a like fascist dictator. Yeah, I don't. It, it's always <laughs> like a running theme for science fiction has always been uh, social commentary 
and the shortcomings of a society that doesn't embrace unity for all the differences. Yeah. So, like you're saying, these people who are... Is this the same group of guys who also hated when Ray was kind of yes. touted as very, the heroine? The very same. And whatever that girl from Rogue One, her name was? Uh, yes. Which is funny because both Rogue One and the Ray-led uh, newest trilogy have done commercially very successful, whereas... The total bro show, the Han Solo movie, is kind of flopping in the office box office right now. Yeah, interesting that. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Food for thought there. It, yeah. I mean, if all these guys don't want to see, uh, it, they they like to every time uh, a Star Wars movie comes up, they like to claim that they're gonna boycott it and like totally. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. But then like Han Solo was kind of a movie that almost felt like, you know, pandering to that element. Yeah. Like, here's your fucking man movie. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Whatever. Here's a bunch of bros being bros. Be- doing bro stuff. Donald Glover broing it up in space. Uh, but uh, Kelly Marie Tran, who played the scrappy resistance hero Rose Tico in The Last Jedi, which, like, I remember her having a giant role in Yeah, the my movie. whole thing was I didn't really see her as a big enough deal to like lose all your crap about. Like, I mean, if you're a misogynist and you're going to rag on star Wars, maybe start ragging on about how Carrie Fisher has a huge role. And that girl who died, who I can't, do you remember her name? The girl who, instead of giving a robot to drive the giant ship so that the, that's her. No, Carrie Fisher left. Oh, no, Carrie, yeah. And then there was that old blonde, well, not blonde, her hair is purple in the show. Old blonde, wow. Laura uh, Dern. Dern. Yeah, Laura Dern's character. Like, why aren't they attacking those? Because those are, like, visibly, is it matriarchal when it's a chick? What? Instead of patriarchal? Yeah. Yeah, those are clearly matriarchal characters. So I don't know why they would kind of attack the sub characters who are kind of like a ragtag like anti-hero role. That's well, actually not really anti-hero. Yeah, it's a guy in a much smaller smaller yeah. role, right? Like like I guess maybe was it Mindy Tran? Maybe Mindy Tran had more screen time, but her role Ke- Ke- Kelly Kelly Tran. Okay, sorry. Maybe Kelly Tran had more screen time than Laura Dern and Carrie Fisher, but it so maybe that's how they're attack. Why they're attacking her instead of saying like, "Oh, why is Laura Dern in charge of everything?" Blah blah blah. I hate who put women. who put a woman in charge. Yeah, that's, S- SJW's taking over our movie franchise. That's why the ship crashed. <laughs> women drivers. <laughs> yeah, and someone has to have made that. I mean, when she punched oh god i can't i should probably try to remember the characters names nah, there's so many how what, are you going to keep them what straight? was the african american fellow's name the guy who used to be a stormtrooper what the uh f- uh oh fuck uh i could tell you the actor's name okay. uh F- finn yeah finn when, is the character's name thank you what's Okay, when she punched out Finn yes. i was upset cuz i was like this is his big hero moment you just ruined that but that's not the actress's fault. That's the writing, and that's to salvage a hero for the next movie. Yeah, you also, can't kill off Finn. Is it racist to have 
someone punch a black guy in the face? No. Question. Well, <laughs> then, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe this is all. Maybe if it was a different Don't. ethnicity of woman who punched the black guy in the face, mm. some of these guys would be point. upset because you were saying that the Asian thing of people are getting hung up on it too. Yeah, basically uh, all these people bullied uh, Kelly Marie Tran off the internet, essentially. She had to delete her social media accounts because these people were just like spamming her with really hateful shit all day, every day, simply because... She was an Asian woman who played a role in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, and I liked her role, and she's going to come back in probably a bigger... Wait, didn't... Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Wait, in the form you... of a question. Didn't did she, she die? Did she? Did... Oh. I just watched this movie like three weeks ago. This is another thing I was talking about with someone. It's yeah. like at this point they're releasing so many Star Wars movies that they're just like all blending into what? Like there's one like every every year, a couple of year because they yeah. just did. Oh yeah, Last Jedi in December, mm-hmm. and now we're six months later. Last you mean? Oh yeah, or, Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah, it was the Last Jedi. Yeah. Uh, and then now we just had Solo, which I haven't seen yet. Neither one. Uh, but Heard there trash. are. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to yeah. tell you if she's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So at this point, it's like a TV series for just like nothing is getting a chance to fully digest into my memory. This is the excuse I'm going to use for. Oh, no. She survived. Okay, good. This is the excuse I'm going to use for my inability to remember characters' names is that there's too many movies, like you said, so it's all just kind of mushing into one, and then I don't have a time. I don't have a time to properly properly digest it all. Yeah, and they all star women. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. I don't know. Uh... It seems fucking weird to me that, like, there's tons of Star Wars shit that you can watch. Didn't the, like, the middle trilogy starred, uh, what's her name? Natalie Portman. Yeah. Was, like. In a very big role. The star in, like, yeah. all three of those. So, yeah. was it just that I think people were less shitty or they didn't have the avenue to, like, harass people off of the internet? I think then? it's it's both of those. One, maybe not people were less shitty necessarily, but now it's kind of like, like you said, people just have. A direct avenue towards this actress. Like, could you imagine if episode one came out today and Jar Jar Binks was a, an actor instead of CGI? That guy would, like, have to go live in a cave <laughs> because he would just get mercilessly throttled on the Internet. That's a, I think as long as uh, they would have cast a, a woman in in. A different role opposite Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks would not be the most hated character from that movie. It would be if Jar Jar Binks, whoever, was a female. Would the would the series even still exist? Were there not what what were those Nabooians or whatever? Guandons. Oh God, we're the worst nerds ever. On one hand, I'm disappointed because we have to keep googling basic Star Wars plots. But on the other hand, I'm pretty happy about it because... Gungan? Gungans. That sounds anime-ish. 
And it all comes full circle. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a break. Uh, stop harassing women for being in movies. Yeah, I like her character. Be nice to her. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll be right back. Yeah. And we're back. <laughs> Did you hear Brandy's? Uh, yeah, it was Brandy's good. impression. It was pretty yeah. good. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Overall, I'd say Brandy did a better job than I usually do. Yep, that could be true of literally anything. Yeah, and Except possibly welding. Yeah, she's probably just probably because she's never tried. Yeah, but so, if she did, yeah, she'd probably be better. Automatically better than you. And it's a good thing that we don't get paid for this podcast because I'd be in fear of paying job. Yeah. Paying job. We, we, like, that's we English. fear of paying job. <laughs> Braddy would have done a complete sentence there. I just <laughs> want to say. She probably would have. Uh, yeah. It, actually, yeah. We, we pay. We lose money on this podcast. You hear that, guys? So, again, if anyone would like us to plug your product or uh, overall service, beliefs, yeah, uh, in, in between our ill informed opinions. Uh, there's literally nothing we won't promote for cash. We're not above shilling. No, I'll take, I would take money from anyone at this point, no matter how awful your views, there is no one I would not take money from to promote. You know what? I was just thinking of someone I wouldn't take money from and we're in the clear because I was like, I wouldn't really take money from Shkreli. But he doesn't have any more money. Oh, yeah, so that's true. He's I don't have to worry about also, that. Also, I would definitely take money from that guy. If you want me to plug your pharmaceuticals company, I'm all over yeah. it. Yeah. That super expensive AIDS pill, go get it. Shirley yeah. has it. Yeah. Even though it's great. It'll cure you. His 100% success rate. Competition made a pill way cheaper. N- don't no. buy that one. Wait, can they? Yeah, don't. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, buy the expensive one. Yeah. Buy the prestigious one, then brag to all your friends about how much money you spent on it. Yeah. Just like. Super expensive clothes. Just buy, get the get your prescription filled, and then just leave the bottle laying around on your counter, like people who put out like books that they've never read, and then be like, "Oh yes, that's that very expensive pill. <laughs> I can afford that." You know what? I'm surprised never caught on on like Instagram and Snapchat is rich people just like taking a wad of money and like destroying it and being like, "Ha ha ha!" We should we should launch the uh, the Outreach Factory hundred dollar bill eating challenge, where <laughs> uh, we can have people just like you're so wealthy, you yeah. can you can just chew and swallow a hundred dollar bill, or alternately, you can send that hundred dollar bill to us before you eat it. Yeah, and we'll give you a fake one to eat, but we'll make it out of actual food. Yeah, so it'll be everyone wins. Like kale, yeah, we could do that. We or could make something more delicious. Stuff that look like kale. money out of kale. Yeah, one hundred percent. Lettuce is more delicious than kale, and it's also green and leafy. Is there anything else that's green and leafy we could use to make S- money? Sp- sp- spinach, bok choy, bok choy. That's one of those words you can't say. F- <laughs> with a bad accent. <laughs> it's like Caliente. Whenever I read the word Caliente. Caliente. I'm like, Caliente. You have to. 
Uh, all right. Or no bueno. You can't just be like, oh, that's no bueno, sir. You got to be like, no bueno. Speaking of no bueno. <laughs> uh, no boobies. There's no more boobies in the uh, the Miss America pageant. People are pretty upset about that. Well, I guess they'll still be there. They'll just have more than a swimsuit top over them. Yeah. So uh, the, the venerable Miss America pageant announced this week that they will no longer be having the swimsuit competition in the sign of the changing times. Uh, they think people ogling women in bathing suits on a nationally televised uh, beauty pageant is wrong. So they're just going to go to thin f- or tight fitting evening dresses to ogle them. Yeah, which they already already did. Didn't yeah, they? they do. They have like an evening dress, like a dress competition where it's just them wearing a dress trying to look hot. And then they had a talent and then they had a swimsuit and then they had and like the que- question, yeah, like qu- like a quiz, yeah. But like, we know almost as much about the Miss America pageant as we do Star Wars. Honestly, I've watched it and I've only ever tuned in for the swim. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't <laughs> think I've ever like. Okay, beauty pageants are fucking weird. I just yeah. want to put like everyone's getting really upset that they chopped the uh, the the swimsuit section. Out. Yeah, that's why we're talking about it, not because. Like some liberal, like some Libby guys are being all like, oh, they should have got rid of it or whatever. We're like surprised that people are as outraged as they are in 2018 that we still have this like openly objectifying women in a bathing suit when we're all pretending we're past that. Yeah. I mean, we should be past that. A lot of the arguments I'm seeing online is like, oh, I guess they're taking the beauty out of the beauty pageant. It's like, that's a valid point. They should just get rid of the beauty pageant. Well, get get rid of the beauty part, but also, like, you could still judge people on their looks. I do it all the time. Yeah. And not just when I'm at a public swimming pool or the beach. <laughs> I do it with fully clothed women as well. Yeah. And all you perverts that are upset about this, just get Instagram. Women are objectifying themselves on there <laughs> just to get likes from you. I was going to say, it's like these dudes who are getting mad about the Miss America pageant are going to be so fucking mad when they figure out that you've been able to just look at boobs whenever you wanted on the internet <laughs> for like 20 years. <laughs> like, how have you missed that? Yeah, you can, like <laughs> You can go online. You will be able to Google the contestants' names, and I'm sure they would have done oh. a swimsuit. Whatever porn in the past or in the past. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure you can find that by doing a cursory Google search on any of the contestants. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I shouldn't have to say this because you're perverts. So you should already know to turn the safe search off to see some boobies. Life hacks. How does he boobs on Google? I can't believe in 2018 people are like, oh, I can't see girls in bathing suits. (laughs) I relied on cable television. Oh, next they're going to get rid of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's fucking. okay. so beauty pageants are fucking weird. Uh, It's weird that people get mad about the like bikini or swimsuit thing because you like you roll that down. So beauty pageants don't just start at Miss America. This is something that like people get involved in at a very young age. This is like the national finals of beauty pageants, isn't it? Like there's like this is like the professional. This is like the NHL of beauty pageants. Oh, my God. Speaking of uh, Ovechkin, I just want to say Washington Capitals won the cup. Alexander Ovechkin. They won the cup on what, Wednesday? 
Yes. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin is still drunk at this very moment from that. Uh, he's been drunk the entire time. And oh, while I'm not Thursday. an advocate. Sorry, he won it on Thursday. Fuck you, Dale. Whatever. Mr. Facts over here. <laughs> uh, while I'm not an advocate for binge drinking, I think the beauty of Alexander Ovechkin finally winning hockey's yes. ultimate prize uh, and just like getting shithouse wasted for four days and is a beautiful thing. Like celebrating it in just a non-classy way is what I would respect because if I was Alexander Ovechkin or any player for that matter and I won the Stanley Cup, I'd be doing keg stands on it too because there you go. You won the cup. Like I don't think you or me will ever kind of win anything that has the same level of challenge to get. Oh, they uh, they got rid of the evening gown portions as well. Okay, now I'm pissed. <laughs> I really <laughs> like those dresses. So um, wait, what's left? Just question period? So this week, the Miss America pageant announced that it will no longer include the swimsuit portion of the competition, saying that contestants will no longer be judged on outward physical appearance, which we know that's bullshit because they're still going to be very pretty girls. Making yeah. They're not going to get like you know, some 400-pound dairy farmer from Nebraska is not going to be on stage at the Miss America. Yeah, market. Honey Boo Boo's mom yeah. is not going to be in Miss America. Uh, in place of the swimsuit and evening gown portions of the competitions, there will now be an onstage interactive session with the judges where contestants will discuss their social impact initiatives. Now, oh, so basically only smart girls win. Way to go, judging women on their brains. Yeah, let's objectify women's brains. Yeah. Yeah. What, dumb girls can't be sexy too? Yeah, let's, let's, you know, let's empower women to be smart and have positive social impact instead of look good in a bikini. Yeah, way to go. I'm disgusted. Does Trump still own Miss America? Uh, no, he, I or mean, he, he might still it. own it, but I think they like purged his name from it a while ago because mm-hmm. they were like, wow, this guy does not have a great <laughs> personal brand. <laughs> Maybe we should not affiliate ourselves with that anymore. Yeah. Does Trump still own Miss America? Yeah, so. Oh, that's Miss USA. What? Wait, what's the difference? Wait, Miss America and Miss USA are two different things? Uh, Allegedly. This is like when I learned IHOP and International House of Pancakes was the same restaurant. Uh, but Donald Trump, they, what? I didn't know that at first. They're the same restaurant. Yeah, I know. I didn't know that when I first it's, heard of these. I thought they were independent from each other. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord, I know dude. that now. Uh, as well as I also know that Miss America and Miss USA are two different pageants. Beauty pageants are fucking weird. All the way down to like, like if you're mad that they're getting rid of the swim, picture like, 14 and 15 year old girls Mm -hmm. and then younger than that, like seven and eight year old girls. It's like you have to reinforce from a very young age that people are being judged on their physical appearance. If you want them to succeed in the physical appearance portion of, of the events later on in life. And that's a really fucking gross thing to put on like really young girls. And an awkward thing to sit down and kind of be like, okay, yeah. So, oh, which of these seven-year-olds am I the most physically attracted to? <laughs> I like. Yeah. How do you how do you judge that? Yeah, uh, I I think this is a step in the right direction. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever, like fucking get get rid of get get just get get rid of the dumb fucking pageant. Mm-hmm. Who still watches this shit? Yeah, I agree with you. I don't really think that pageants really serve a purpose. Like because, I mean, yeah, sure, you're judging who's like. 
the most beautiful woman in America, then what? Does she like go to solve world problems with her beauty? Well, no. What? So what they actually, yeah. But what they do is they end up like, after you win Miss America, yeah. you end up like, basically you're, you're just like paraded around, mm-hmm. but you, they do get you involved in like, uh, the, the social impact shit. And that has less oh, yeah. to do with how you look in a bikini Mm -hmm. because it's not like you win the pageant and then you go on like a bikini modeling contract for the next like year. You, you go around and you like get involved in communities and you do, uh, uh, community like outreach and stuff. And I think it makes more sense based on that, like what the role actually entails then. Well, yeah, that makes sense. If you're going to go be like a person who does that, then you should be judged on that instead of, your bikini. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, dudes who are bummed out about this, I get it. It's nice to look at, at women in bikinis. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's still, there's plenty of avenues for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also see women without bikinis. Whoa. Do tell. Like on the internet. Do tell. Yeah. Go Just on. don't accidentally look at gross stuff that's going to ruin your last shred of humanity. Yeah. Like I have. The worst thing about sites like Pornhub is that they, like, kind of group all, all the porn together. Oh, yeah, and there's, so. there's not, like, nice, feel-good-about-yourself porn and don't watch this if you want to <laughs> look at people in the eye ever again. It's all just kind of mashed together. <laughs> Pornhub search. Things that won't haunt my nightmares forever. <laughs> it's like, no, that doesn't bring up anything. Uh what else? What else we got? Oh, the G7. Um, oh, yeah. G7 Summit. Hey, remember back when people gave a fuck about the G7? Like, there would be, like, tens of thousands of protesters out I have the a streets. dumb guy question. Yo. Did, is this the same thing that used to be called G8? No, isn't... Oh, wait. No, it's a G6. I was going to be like... Yeah, aren't... Because I was reading something, and they're scared that if the states leave, it'll turn into a G6. Oh, yeah, because they suspended Russia. Oh. Russia used to be a member. So, wait, so it's seven countries. What's the G stand for? Global seven? Uh, Group. The group of seven. Like those painters. Like the artists, yes. (laughs) Exactly (laughs) like that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, G7 summit happened, uh, and, you know... Uh, Trump in classic Trump style was, uh, blustery. Yeah. Causing, causing some shit. Yeah. Uh, this used to be a meeting of the world's superpowers where everyone would walk out of it kind of on the same page. Uh, this is how we're going to rule the world. Yeah. Uh, and Trump, uh, true to the man's nature, just fucking walked in, uh, you know, throwing his considerable weight around. Throwing some mean shade at Canada. Uh, And yeah, apparently we are about to be uh, locked in a very bitter (laughs) trade war with the United States. Yeah. On one hand, I'm glad, like you you told me off air, that it's kind of good that Trudeau is standing up to Trump. But on the other hand, I feel like this is giving Trudeau more legitimacy than he really deserves. Because he's just going to say, yeah, I'm standing up to Trump. Canada's not going to accept all this stuff. Whereas... I don't know if they really were going to anyway, because wasn't Trudeau the type of the guy who put through TPP? Is that what it's called or TTP? TPP. Yeah. Trans Pacific Partnership. Yeah. Was that 
with Trudeau? No, that was long before Trudeau. Oh, okay. Uh, that was uh, Harper. Harper signed that one, I believe. Didn't okay. He? On his way out. Yeah, that's probably true. Once again, <laughs> talking about stuff we don't know about. Let me just double check here. I want to make sure I got this right. Yeah, so you have a point that I want to bring up, but I'm attributing it to you so it doesn't look like I am know stuff about politics because my biggest fear is people making me talk about politics more than I want to. And you said that one of Trump's biggest uh, arguments and flameouts was over the dairy industry because there's a 270% tariff on USA-based D- dairy, dairy products. Dairy imports to Canada, yeah. And the funny thing was the TPP that Trump abolished had brought those down to zero. So if Trump would have kept the TPP he got rid of when he first came into office – that we wouldn't even be having any shred of this argument because all of the state's dairy products would just be flooding across the borders. Yeah, which, like, I get that these tariffs are in place to protect the Canadian dairy industry, which, like, yeah. it's protectionism, but it's it's necessary. Like, it totally fucking makes sense. And I don't understand people who are applauding Trump's protectionism I mean, I get it if you're an American and you're applauding Trump's protectionism because Trump wants policies that are going to strengthen U.S. industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trudeau wants policies that are going to strengthen Canada's industry. So what I don't understand is Canadians who uh, have partisan holes drilled in their brains who are coming out swinging in favor of Trump. Because they don't like Trudeau. Totally not fucking understanding yeah. what like what that means I mean, for that, our economy. That's like you don't like your upstairs neighbor so you burn down the apartment complex. That's what cheering for Trump is because you don't like Trudeau. That's a nice, nice metaphor there, Dale. Like I don't like Trudeau, but I like Trump less than Trudeau. Um, I will say having family members I think I think I counted there's like eight dairy farms in my extended family I'm super pumped that TPP got jack or got ejected because that would have caused the livelihood of many of my brethren to suffer your literal brethren I probably shouldn't have used that word brethren because I feel like the alt-right kind of tainted it your little (laughs) so the members of my family who own my my milky white brethren (laughs) this is funny because all the people I'm related to are in fact milky white and it's ironic because we're talking about dairy farms so but I'm just glad because there's many members of my family who would have suffered under TPP yes yeah. And and now well, so, so I got to give Trump in his inadvertent isolationist views to sack TPP because he thought it was going to uh give T- a disadvantage to the US. TPP Actually still exists. Helped my family. Oh, does it? Yeah, it just Trump withdrew the United States from it, which was probably the biggest the well, biggest partner. Yeah, that but- means that Dairy products aren't flooding across the border. Yeah. So, but the the problem with that is that if Trump was like, okay, let's get rid of TPP and we'll just keep this like 300% tariff on yeah. uh, dairy imports. But that's not what's going to happen. Trump is going to uh, use the, the U.S.'s considerable uh, economic impact to mm-hmm. 
basically badger Canada into doing whatever he wants. Yeah, uh, this has this should have everybody worried, not because like I do have a personal vested interest because my family members have dairy farms and their livelihood would suffer. But the reason Canadians should fear this is because Canada has a higher level of sanctions and uh, testing methods and acceptable levels of drugs and hormones that are allowed in their milk that go to the uh, go to the purchaser. But the states has more lax rules and stuff. So if the states floods in all of their products for cheaper because they have more factory farms down there, then you're going to end up with more hormones and antibiotics in your milk products. Yeah. So basically Trump went uh, rogue. Uh, the other the other G7. I mean, honestly, at, at this point, do we see them taking a, uh, a step back? And you're taking a step forward and making it the G6 and maybe chopping the U.S. out completely. And then we can have uh, that sweet theme song. Oh, like a G6. I know which one you're the, the rap song. Wait, who sings that? The I don't know, who the fuck knows. This is a terrible song, but it would make a good Far East movement. Huh. Never heard of them. I guess we have heard of them because we both know the song. We I've heard of the song. Didn't know. OK, sorry. Sorry to uh, interject on your midpoint with a terrible reference to a song that we both hate. That's that's basically <laughs> all I have. Uh, it's basically our entire podcast. At some point, you're going to have to see other countries strengthening their ties in order to. I mean, I, I think everyone's just kind of playing wait and see right now to see what yeah. happens in the next election. But if Trump gets reelected. Uh, there's going to be some shit going and we're going to definitely see a, a realignment of the world's superpowers. Yeah. And the problem is, it's like if we're not with Trump, are we going to go with someone else who's not with Trump, like, say, Putin or Putin? And so apparently Trump uh, also, as part of his remarks, called for Russia to be readmitted to. Oh, that's so nice. uh, I feel like. I don't know what the fuck is going on there, uh, yeah. but. I mean, no, I, d I don't know who we can partner with uh, and definitely not anyone who's going to have the same uh, military might as the U.S. or economic might. So, yeah, I mean, there's always France and Britain, which are kind of part and parcel of each other. Like, I don't ever see either of them not being in the same group. Uh, yeah. But, but then again, I guess you could have said that about U.S. and Canada like a month ago. Yeah, you could have. You mm -hmm. can't say that anymore. Wait, don't we have to automatically... Uh, side with Britain because we're still sort of under the monarchy in the Commonwealth. Remember, the Commonwealth's just a fucking. How know. does that work? Like, if the Queen was like, "You have to side with us," would we? Uh, I don't think so. I feel like it's just a figure figurehead thing right now. Well, like, yeah, I, don't think I definitely don't think there's like very much, uh, like power exacted through those channels, but. If they wanted to, could they? That's my question. Like, her face is on our money. That's got to mean something. It means she can claim all the money. <laughs> she could just be like, this money is mine now. Yeah. I'm suing you for likeness rights. Mm. All right. Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Outrage Factory. As we didn't always, even say what episode it was. Yeah, episode 47. Oh. I said that. 
Didn't I? Anyways, that's what it is. Well, it's episode 47 if you made it this far. (laughs) (laughs) As always, I am uh, your host, Derek Bolin. You can get at me at Twitter, at Herder. I'm Dale DeRuder, and you can get at me on Twitter at SuperDaleBot. Oh, I was supposed to tell you, uh, one of our our, uh, loyal listeners, uh, Lorna Kennedy, who is Scottish. uh, Hi, Lorna. Thanks for listening. Wanted. I told her that you basically said you wouldn't visit Scotland with your girlfriend because it's a bullshit country full of shit. <laughs> She's not stoked on that. I so. didn't say it's a bullshit country full of shit. I said it's a boring country I have no interest in seeing. <laughs> it's entirely it. different. There's no S words. Uh, like us on Facebook. Tweet. I'm sorry, Lorna, but He's my, not cho- sorry. my choices were London, England or Scotland. And you've you've heard my Scottish accent. And it's good. While my English accent is terrible. It's a bit better than my Scottish accent. True. He wasn't going to have the same language language barrier there. Yeah, and I did. I am sad I didn't get to see all your mighty castles. But I went to Stonehenge. Oh, I didn't tell everybody. I went and saw Stonehenge. Ooh. And uh, everybody who tells you that Stonehenge is crappy and not worth seeing is a liar. Is it? It's just rocks. Yeah, it's rocks that have been there for four thousand years and are in a circle. And if you go back at sunset, you get magical powers. I mean, really, if you think about it, any rock you see has probably been around for 4,000 years. Yeah, I can find you a rock out on my patio but right now. But it wasn't put into a design 4,000 years ago. It's not like those by new people. rocks being formed all the time. Well, I actually don't know how being, rocks are made, so I'm going to Google this. I think it's just sort of like a compression thing. But anyways, Lorna, I'm sorry that... Uh, Actually, I probably did call Scotland shitty, but <laughs> I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings. But uh, I got a ride on a double-decker bus, and I got to see Piccadilly Circus, which is better than anything Scotland has to offer. And yet, not an actual circus. My girlfriend's there right now. I mean, she's probably a better person to hang out with me than anyway. So yep. if you Can't were to confirm. have either of us in your country, it it's would, probably better, it's better to have her. her and her positive energy than me as a curmudgeon old man in a not-quite-old-man body come over. In a George Costanza <laughs> t-shirt. Uh, all right, like us on Facebook. Uh, if you get get us on your, your – if you listen to the podcast, if you get your podcast from podcast services <laughs> such as iTunes or Google Play, fuck. I'm the uh, guy who can't talk. If it, uh, Shoot us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Preferably five stars, but, you know, if it's one star, as long as you're being honest, I, I can't fuck with that. Yeah, I think maybe we need some one stars because right now everybody loves us and i think take us down a peg itunes is like i don't know if this is real like i guess the one star is the like human captcha check that you're not a robot yeah okay so one of you you guys all coordinate yeah one of you leave us a one star review or two the yeah the rest of you five stars yeah uh and then tell tell your friends about us uh you know yeah because Like I said before, we're both almost 40, and uh, this whole not being famous and rich thing. Under 40, not almost 40. Oh, yeah, we're both under 40, and we want to see firsthand how hard it is to buy happiness with money. Because we're both dubious, so we need to do some scientific experiments to see if you can indeed buy money or buy happiness with money by having lots of money and seeing how happy it makes us. Yep. Seems sound to me. I mean, we're just scientists. 
in the end. <laughs> Do humble scientists. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And until next week, stay angry. Drink Canadian milk.